Say the word of God is for my profiting. It's for my benefit. It's for my transformation. It's for my improvement. Say I'm not an ordinary person. I play by a different set of rules. I play by a different set of rules. Because I'm not an ordinary person. The Holy Ghost lives in me. I live in the Holy Ghost. God is residing in me. So I cannot be ordinary. The results in my life cannot be ordinary results. In the name of Jesus. Shout glory. Hallelujah. Shall we take our seats? Amen. Amen. Are we ready for the word? If you are ready, give me a wave and shout glory. You know, one of the most important things in life is to are we ready? Is to have a picture of what you are doing. Amen. A picture of the word of God. A picture of what you are doing. A picture of God's word. The word of God gives us a reflection or a picture of what our life ought to be. Pastor, now you can sit down. I think that now everything is sorted right. So, the, the, the word of God gives us a picture of how our life must turn out to be. Is that correct? Is that correct? Are you writing down something? The word of God gives us a picture of how our life must turn out. The word of God gives us a picture. Because the word is a reflection. gives us a reflection of ourselves. The word is a mirror. So we have a reflection of ourselves when we see through the word. Amen. Amen. So whenever you learn the word or you hear the word of God, that word is a picture. It gives you a picture. A pictorial view. Say a pictorial view. Of how your life should turn to be. So no Christian can lose hope or must lose hope. No matter where you find yourself. Why? Because where you are now conditionally I'm talking about your condition now. Is that true? When you look at where you are now then you take the word of God and then you study or you hear God's word. That word that is coming to you is coming to inform you it's coming to enlighten you and educate you. It's also coming to give you a picture of how your life must be. How you must look like on this earth. Is that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? So it gives you a picture of how you must look like on this earth. Without the word of God, you don't know how you must look like. Oh, what I just said there. So whenever you hear God's word or you receive God's word, 
or you go back and listen to the word of God, what you are trying to do is that you are trying to have a picture, a re to receive a picture of how you must be on earth or how God wants to see you on earth. Remember what I said there? So the word gives you what God has said concerning you. Is that true? The word also gives you a picture of how your life must turn out. It's very important. So maybe you are broke now. I'm sharing this out of both faith and experience. Maybe you are broke. Then you hear God's word concerning your finances. That word that comes to you is coming to you to let you know how, for instance, your finances must turn out. Maybe you're having marriage, marital difficulties and issues. Now, you study the word of God concerning marriage and all that. Not that guy there. And it gives you a picture of how your marital life should look like. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like a design through the word of how my marital life should look like. A design through the word of how my business should look like. So my business might have been very small. But the latter, latter end of the business should look like the word. So that when you talk about your business, say, why are you so successful? You say that that success is a reflection of God's word. Did you hear what I said? Oh, I said, did you hear what I said? Yes, we want to hear your response. Did you hear what I said? Yes, Who caught something there? So some Christians don't know that. So some, some people, when it's time to give like this, they go and dodge somewhere in churches. They say, oh, it's giving time. I'm not going to church. Then they go and dodge. Some too, on that day, they get sick. They're going to give. Then they'll be in the house and say, I'm very, very sick. I'm in the hospital now. Tell pastor. Why? That they are trying to dodge giving. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because they do not know that the end results of their giving is what the word has said. I said it many years ago. I said, faith knows the outcome. As I stand there, I know the outcome of my life. I don't know it by prophecy. The picture of how my ministry must tend to become in some years is in the word. So when we give you about the word, we say, Acts chapter 5, verse this. Acts this, verse this. We are praying like this. We are trying to give you a picture of how it ought to be. So it might not be like that now. But we know through the scriptures and we are inspired and motivated through the scriptures. The same scriptures. So come what may. People may leave us. Some may go. Some may insult us. In the midst of all that, what we can see is that at the end, this is how it will be. That end is what the word has said it will be. You hear what I just said there? And as a Christian, you must not be regulated by whatever you see around. You must be regulated by what you see in the word. Write it down. Because you see, 
economies will fail. The health system will fail. And other things will fail of the world. But you cannot see things from the angle or perspective of the world. You ought to see things from the perspective of the word. And know convincingly convincingly that at the end of it all, the trials, the tribulations, the troubles and all that, at the end of it all, this is how it will end. How will it end? What the scripture has said it will be is what will be. That is why it's important we walk with scriptures. That's why it's important. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? That's why it's important we work with scriptures. I said what? We walk with scriptures. We work with scriptures. They're not the same. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It's very important. That is why God gave us his word. So in our minds, in our hearts, our conditions may not be a reflection of what the word has said. At the end of it all, the storyline must be that it ended as the word of God has said. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. That is what moves me in my life. And I think that if you want to stand strong in the Lord, that is what must move you to. Because if you are not seeing the word at the end, when I say at the end, it doesn't mean when you are old. At the end of the whole drama, the word must have its final authority and say in your life. Shout glory. So if you pick if you pick a scripture, if you pick a scripture, at the end of the day, no matter where you find yourself, what must end or what you must end with is the fulfillment of that scripture in your life. The righteous shall be blessed. Is that what he says? His children shall be like olive shoots. He says, blessed is the one that fears the Lord. This is children shall be like olive shoots around this table. When you take that scripture, it's a picture of how your life should be. You may hear a report from the doctor. You understand? You may even be battling certain things in your body for which it looks like that word you, that, that, that makes the word and you different in a way when I look at my body and I look at what God has said it looks like they are not the same but you must learn to work that word walk that word live in that word see the word until that those words spoken at the end of the day becomes the final happening in your life. Who you hear what I said? So people can look at you where you started from and look at where you ended or you just began the move. Say began the move. And then all that they can see 
He said, Charlie, this time you have become big. Oh. There's glory all over you. What is the secret? What is happening? You see, that's what he, the person is seeing. But before the person saw that, you have been seeing all those years you began. You have been seeing the word as what will be the end of what you began. Who heard what I said there? Is that a powerful message? Shout glory. glory. Why am I sharing this? Because until you have a pictorial view, vision of the word of God, you will dodge practicing it. You will dodge it. You will do what? You will be dodging the practice of it. You will not be enthused about it. You wouldn't know why you should be enthused about studying God's word, hearing God's word, hearing me preach. Why we are so wild that we want to just put it on Facebook Live so anybody can get it for free, true or false? You wouldn't know why. Many Christians are living in certain dreams that has nothing to do with God's word. Many are living in their condition. They see themselves as tenants. That's what they see because they are renting houses. But when you understand God's word, even in the midst of being a tenant, you see yourself as a house owner. You know the end of that tenancy will be house owner or estate ownership. Did you hear what I said? Because the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. And because of that, you are motivated to engage in God's word. To engage in God's word. Come on, shout glory to that. Is that not powerful? Hebrews chapter 6. This is so important. This is not so important. I've always lived like that. I've always lived in the word of God. No matter what I see, no matter what comes against me, no matter who moves me, no matter who dies around me, all I can see is what God's word has said. That's what I see. I pick it from the word. As I'm walking, I'm seeing the word of God. I'm seeing that at the end of the day, I will prevail. And what people will see will be the word of God that has manifested before my eyes and their eyes. You hear what I said? You hear what I said? Some of you, it's like Chinese movie, two of us. You are not used to our teachings, it's like Chinese movie. This church is a teaching of God's word, two of us. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6, think for verse 13. I'm teaching today on two immutable things. Write it down. Two immutable things. Into bracket, the sworn blessing. The topic is two. You can use one. Amen. Two immutable things. Two immutable things. To bracket the sworn blessings. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Are you writing it down? So Hebrews chapter what? 
sometimes you realize that in our new year service I stop talking about everything and I talk about giving sacrifice not because we are raising a seed amen but because so that you can understand what you do in the kingdom it's very important can understand what you do in the kingdom now before we read this scripture this is a very powerful scripture amen, amen. take us to second corinthians chapter 8 verse 7 it's one scripture i love i love most second corinthians chapter 8 verse 7 this is not i wanted us to read this, this one but this scripture just came into my spirit so that's why i'm going to check it second corinthians chapter verse 7 8 verse 7 oh how are you ready for something today today is a special service you must not be in a hurry to run home amen amen, amen. amen. after our special service the next service is the four Sundays of glory amen. at that time we pray we are going to be praying with the topics this year if you, you are not expanded or enlarged you will never be enlarged again till Jesus comes did you hear what I said? Yes, <laughs> Shout glory. glory. If you don't move forward, say move forward. move forward. You should look at your life every time, every year. Am I moving forward or I'm standing? It will help you. Yes, it will help you to, feel, to stop all this comfortability. Then we say pray. I just there doing like this, like this. As if you are sitting on gold. Hey. Is that not true? Dog, what do you think? You refuse to be, to be comfortable. See, when you do comfortable things, you get comfortable results. When you do uncomfortable things, you get out astounding results. You heard what I said? The difference between the most, the most notorious armed robber and the thief, that the not, most notorious armed robber is doing an uncommon something. True or false? The same with the footballer. There are a lot of footballers in the world. But some people are like this. We call them stars. True or false? What's the difference? What they do is not common. Is it common? Is it common? It's not common. Shout hallelujah. It says, therefore, did you hear what I said? If you do comfortable things, if you can do three days dry and do six to six, you are doing yourself. Say so you do yourself. Therefore, as he, <laughs> as he abounded everything, this one powerful scripture, look at it. Therefore, as he abounded in everything, or as you increase in everything, in faith, you increase in faith. You increase in utterance. Why am I preaching every time New Year's, New Year's service on giving? It says, as you increase in faith, as you increase in utterance, as you increase in knowledge, as you increase in diligence, and as you increase in your love to us, brotherly love, it says, see that you also increase in this grace also. 
What grace is he talking about? The giving grace. So he's saying that as you increase in faith so that you can speak and this child will move. That's faith. When the Bible talks about faith, it talks about faith that moves mountain. Anything lesser than mountain does not become faith. Do you hear what I said? So it says that if you have faith to move mountains and you do not have love, is that what it says? It says if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall move this mountain. Two or false. So it says if you have faith to move mountain and then you have utterance. Utterance means speech, your ability to articulate God's word. Do you understand? Utterance. You increase in it. And you increase in knowledge of God's word. That means that, you see, it says utterance. That is teaching or preaching. Expounding God's word. In knowledge. That means that you are knowing God's word. Did, did you get that? It says if you, as you increase in knowledge, as you increase in diligence, so that we say that, oh, you are what? Indomitable. When it comes to service, oh, it's on top. When it comes to diligence, hard work, it's on top. So you must increase in faith. The operation of your faith. You must increase in utterance. You must increase in knowledge. You must increase in diligence. Whereas last year, you were the one arranging chairs. This year, you are the one sweeping and arranging chairs. You have increased in diligence. True or false? Whereas last year, we called you and you're always giving excuses. This year, you yourself come, you come yourself and say, Papa, what can I do in the church? I don't, I'm not doing it now. I have to be able to do so in diligence. So it says, as you increase in diligence and you increase in your love toward one another, it says, also see that you abound in the grace of giving. So if a man moves mountain and does not increase in his giving, there will be a lack somewhere, even though he can move mountain. Moving mountain won't make you rich. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said what? It will let you have miraculous results. Having miraculous results and having riches or wealth are two different things. Teaching the word of God won't make you rich. I've said it before. Some of you were not there online. Dr. John was there. I said, God does not honor preachers of the word of God. God does not honor believers of the word of God. God does not honor hearers of the word of God. But do your quiz right now. What message is that? To become a bombier. But I know the message. Amen. God only honors doers of the word of God. So you can preach the word and not do it. You can increase in knowledge and be puffed up. I know so much even more than Papa now. I've combined E.W. Kenyon and combined Kenny Hagen and now combined Oga Roberts and combined uh, Pastor Chris and combined, you don't know, T.B. Josh and be puffed up. Did you hear that? You are increasing in knowledge. Yet you are not doing what the knowledge you are increasing it in. It profits you nothing. You hear what I just said there? Is that powerful? So on my series on faith, I said that God does not honor 
believers of God's word or hearers of God's word. God honest doers of the word. He likens the one who hears the word and does not practice it to the one who looks at himself in the mirror and straight away forgets the image he or she, she saw. So when you were coming, you look at yourself in the mirror, true or false? Don't you have the image of what you saw? <laughs> that is a word practitioner. Somebody who practices the word. Not the one who just hears. So he says, as you increase in all of these things, see also that you increase in giving grace. In the grace to give. Knock somebody. Say, see that this year you increase in the grace to give. So you can be very diligent. When we call you 24-7, you are there. You show up. Amen. There is a blessing that you get with that. God is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love. So you get a reward. Did you hear that? But that is different from getting wealth or riches. Shout glory. glory. Who caught what I just said? So it says, see. I would not be the one to see for you. You will see yourself to increase in the grace to give. That shows that every opportunity that we call upon concerning giving, every giving calling, a call to give, is a great opportunity. You didn't hear that. You shouted glory to that. Who is following what I'm teaching now? Tell somebody, abound in the grace to give. Don't say, I don't have it. I don't have. I don't have. Just say, don't say, I don't have. I don't have. Abound in the grace to give. Now take us to our scripture. Back to Hebrews chapter 6. Today I'm going to teach you a lot of things. Amen. Say, teach us, sir. Teach us, sir. We are running throughout the... the the year with this message. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 13. So I said I'm talking about what? Two immutable things. Oh, is this not powerful? I wish I had the whole day to just preach. Give me the whole day. Say, Papa, we're giving you the whole day. So it says, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater or nothing greater, he swear by himself. Uh-huh. Saying, surely blessing I'll bless thee and multiply I'll multiply thee. Uh-huh. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Uh-huh. For men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Mm-hmm. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. Have you seen it there? The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Continue. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we, say I, I. we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Is this not powerful? 
It's too powerful. It's too powerful. Sometimes you just put the microphone and start thinking. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into that within the veil. Verse 20. Are we at verse 20? Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order, the order of Melchizedek. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So we'll come back to this scripture. Take us to Proverbs chapter 10. So it's based on this scripture, we are talking about two immutable things. The immutability of God's counsel. What a word. Say what a word. What a word. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. I said we are talking about two immutable things into bracket. The sworn blessings. Say the sworn blessings. It says, the blessing of the Lord. Can we all read this together? One, two, go. The blessing of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. It didn't say the faith to move mountain. It maketh rich. Did he say that? It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Meaning that what enables a person who has a walk with God or faith in God or faith in Christ to have riches is the blessing of the Lord. Is this not powerful? So it says that what makes rich is the blessing of the Lord. Now, when it says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, it means that the blessing of the Lord manufactures riches or manufactures wealth. Write it down. It's very important. The blessing of the Lord manufactures. It has what it takes to manufacture wealth. To do what? Or to create wealth. Or to manifest wealth. Or to make. If this was written in the New Testament, it would have been ginomai. Yes, to cause wealth to be. Yes, it says that what causes wealth to be is the blessing of the Lord. It's what? The blessing of the Lord. It's what? The so the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich or the blessing of the Lord it creates wealth now listen to me when God God cannot make a person wealthy when his blessing is not on or in that person throughout the scriptures we will go through the scriptures God cannot, I'm talking about God. No man can experience godly wealth. Say godly wealth. Because not all wealth is godly in the sight of God. Amen. God cannot make a man wealthy when the person, first of all, does not have the blessing on his life. 
whenever the blessing of the Lord is on a person or in a person, that blessing enables God to create wealth or enables God to permit the creation of wealth. Write that one down. The blessing enables God to permit, say permit, the creation of wealth in the life of that person. Without blessings, no wealth. With blessings, yes, wealth. Who's following this powerful teaching? We are following say powerful man of God. Who hear what I said? So when you take two men, when you take two men, you should understand this. God's thoughts are always different. A person can be the richest person in, in the world. Amen. Amen. But that riches is disregarded in the sight of God. The scripture says that there was this man who became very rich by his own business and said, my soul, eat and drink. You have made it in life. What are you waiting for? And broke down his bands and enlarged his bands, increased his accounts from dollar to pounds. That's what he's saying. His storehouses. And yet, gave nothing to God or was interest, was never interested in God. The Bible says that Jesus said that the father will tell that person you fool today I require your soul from your hands. Then he says such is anyone who has wealth and is not rich toward God. Did you hear that? So it is not every wealthy person in Rolls Royce that in the sight of God the wealth is regarded. Certain wealth are not regarded in the sight of God. They are only regarded in the books of men. Who hear what I said? Shout hallelujah. So you see when you take two men when it comes to God's operation or God's mode of operation, when you take two men, when the blessing of the Lord is on a person, that person has automatically been positioned as a candidate for God's wealth to be released in the person's life. When the person has no blessing on him, he is not in the sight of God, in the mind of God, and in scriptures, he is not regarded as a candidate for God's wealth, say God's wealth, God's wealth. to be released into the person's life. You understand what I just said? So the blessing is what God sees to permit the creation of his kind of wealth in the life of a person. That's generally speaking, the blessing. So you read through Genesis and when God formed man, the Bible says, when God formed man, 
What did he do after that? What did he do after that? What did he do after that? After he formed out the dust of the ground, brought if out, did all of that. The scripture says the next thing he did was to bless them. And the Lord blessed them. That means that he was putting blessings on them. Because he knows that the only time they can enjoy the good life or the wealthy life according to his own definition as God is when the blessing is on them. So after he created, the next thing is to place the blessing on them. And the Lord blessed them. Who heard what I just said there? Ushers, today you have to do your work. Don't stand there. You move here. You move here. Then you move to the other end. You move. Anybody sleep, you say, wake up, wake up, brother. Or stand up, stand up. You can stand up and listen. Don't sleep. If you miss these things, you've missed a lot of things. Two of us. So, I want you to see the, the blessing with, with just what I'm explaining as something like a canopy on a person. That once it is placed on the person, it commits God to enable wealth to flow into the person's life. Or success and prosperity to flow into the person's life. So it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. There is what eternal life does in the life of the Christian. There is what righteousness does in the life of the Christian. There is also what the blessing does in the life of the Christian. Come on, shout glory. glory. So this is the blessing, it maketh rich. And he added no sorrow with it. He does what? He adds, the word sorrow that he uses is the word pain. He's telling us that once the blessing is on your life, there should be no sorrow or pain in your life. Write it down. He added no sorrow. So it's not like I'm blessed, but I'm sorrowful. No. Write it down. It's very important. Is that not powerful? No pain. Shout hallelujah. If you are here, give me a wave and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I said, give me a wave and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I said what? <laughs> so when the blessing is on your life, no sorrow is added. Now, if the blessing is on your life, and I'll explain to you about the blessings, both the Old Testament and New Testament, so just follow me. Amen. Don't just listen to uh, side, side, what? I and say, oh, so is it everybody that is blessed? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So God blessed man in Genesis. There are people who teach that we are still under the Adamic blessings. Or Jesus has restored the church back to the Adamic blessings of be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. But that is not true. We have not been, Jesus did not restore us to the Adamic blessing. Write it to, that one to down. Jesus did not restore us to the Adamic blessing. Now, it means that the, the blessing is the economy of the kingdom. Write it down. The blessing is the divine economy of the kingdom. The blessing is the divine economy 
of the kingdom. Are you writing it down? The world system has a monetary system, a banking system, true or false. As the banking system is to the world, so the blessing is to the kingdom. The blessing is the monetary system of the kingdom. The blessing is the monetary system of the kingdom. Koti Asali Palagadosh. Sami, you are not writing anything down. Is that not powerful? Okay, the blessing is the monetary system of what? Of the kingdom. It's very important. Who is hearing? Who is hearing? Who is loving the teaching I'm giving? You know, it's very important. That's the first phase. Another thing you should understand is this. We all here need to reprogram our minds and our hearts that to the truth that God is your only source. Write it down. God is your only source of supply of provision of success of prosperity God is your only source so we, in the world we have the banking system in the kingdom and in the church we have our own system that monetary system of the church is the blessing the blessing is a system is what the blessing is a system so the banking system says save invest the blessing system says give and you shall receive every time the, the church listen very carefully every time God and the world are on opposite directions if you read the scriptures because God is God all by himself man is operating by his senses God is operating as a spirit being that is why you could look at the sea and say go do you hear what I said the world will look at the sea and say where is the ship or the boat true or false but it looks at the sea and it says Moses go with the Israelites the Moses says to where it says go you see the system the mode of operation of God is different if you want God to be God in your life you need to learn these things if you want God to be God in your I'm talking about God in your life not when you go to church I said when God is God in your life you need to learn the way he does things God looks at the lame and says rise up is that not true? The health system of the world will look at the lame and say, put him down. He cannot walk. Carry him and put him there. Let's give him some injection. Is that not true? But the system of God is, he looks at you, unable to walk. Then he says, walk. Does that make any sense? No, sir. 
Blessings are supernatural. Write it down. Blessings are supernatural. They are not sensible, natural things. Blessings are supernatural. The blessing of the Lord is supernatural in effect. Write it down. The blessing of the Lord is supernatural in effect. Today I'm teaching you something. When the devil saw that I'm coming to teach something powerful, he says, no, let me stop the cable. I said, okay, you stop the cable, but you can't stop the preaching. Now hold the microphone and let me see. Where has he passed? Malagadosh Otolobo. All his demons have gone to hide. Shout glory. Who heard what I just said? If you heard, give me, give me a wave. I'm taking my time because I want you to understand. So just give me more time. Amen. Amen. Who is sleeping on me? Maybe I'm sleeping. Lift up your hand and let me see. <laughs> I can take I can let you sow a seed right now. We're sleeping. Come on, shout glory. Yesterday I slept around 4, 4 a.m. And I was still here. 4 a.m. I was still studying. Still studying. Amen. Amen. But it's not a sleeping time. You slept at 12 o'clock. You are still saying you I didn't have enough sleep. You want to be comfortable? Do you want to be comfortable? No, <laughs> shout hallelujah. So I said that. God is your only source. Reprogram your mind like that. I said, do what? God is your only source. How is God the only source? God is your only source through the blessings. God wants to be your only source because he's your father. He's your what? With the Israelites, he was a covenant God with them or to them. So he wanted to be their only source. To us, he wants to be your only source as your father. How? Through the blessings on your life. So the blessing qualifies you to receive wealth from God. True or false? It's very important. It's a wealth creation. God has the only source. Now, every Paul said, My God shall supply all your needs. It's according to his riches in glory. So I said through the blessings, and it's according to God's riches in glory. That means that from the level that that riches is coming from is beyond the economy of the world. It's beyond the oppression of the world. Did you hear what I said? Any, did you hear what I said? Shout glory. glory. Any other thing you call source is not your source. It's your instrument. Or God's instrument. So your job it's not your source. It is an instrument. Write it down. As long as your job is your source, you will not experience what we call all-round blessings. So your job is not your source. Know who your source is. Or where your source lies. He says you are of God, little children. 
God is my source. I originate from him. He is my source through the blessings on my life. Say it. Say, God is my source. Oh, the way you are saying it, you don't mean it. Do you mean it? Say, God is my source through the blessings on my life. For now, we say on my life until I explain further. So, through the blessings on my life, according to his riches in glory. So, where is the wealth stored? The wealth of God is stored in glory. <laughs> you do hear what I said? Stored in glory. So that when the economies of the world fail, like Ghana is failing, and all the economies are failing, you are unperturbed. You say, why have I not been experiencing then? That is what I'm teaching you now. How can you how can you how can you shave a hair when you don't know how to shave the hair? <laughs> Where what I just said. Why am I not able to shave the hair? Because why am I not able to? Because you don't know how to shave the hair. You get to know this. Very important. That must be in your head, your spirit. Throughout the ministry, what is in my mind is God is my source. Every other person who does anything, no matter how big it is, is an instrument. So if your husband is the one who gives you money, he is an instrument. He is not your source. If your partners are the ones generating some kind of money to you, they are instruments. They are not the source. Did you catch that? Who heard that? Your job, your partners, your what? What else? Parents, they are not your source. They are your instruments. They are instruments. That means that they are just channels. Why? Because all the things I just mentioned are never eternal. God is your source through the blessing because God is eternal. And the blessing is eternal. Did you hear what I said? So you have a partner in your business. The partner says today I have withdrawn from the business. Should the business collapse because of that? No. That is an instrument. All the instruments I've mentioned, they are not eternal. They are not what? Doc, did you understand what I just said? Somebody said, why am I going to doctor? I don't like that. Because when I'm preaching, I see that he's really hearing. So when I look at the choir, I see that some of them don't hear anything over there. It's good that Phyllis has been waking up today. It's not that he was, she was sleeping so much more. So sometimes you look at there, and that some are not hearing, some are hearing there. Yes. <laughs> Very soon I'll be changing some of you when I'm preaching. So you go here, you come here, you go here. Is that not true? So I saw that it looks like the air conditioning, the wind was blowing. You know, the devil is a liar. Is that not true? But look at this. Look at this. Did you hear what I said? That was just by the way. That was just by the way. 
What is very important is this. Every other person in your life, your father, your whoever, is an instrument. Did you hear that? I said something some time back. I said, if anyone thinks that without me, WCN cannot do anything, or maybe Papa P cannot do anything, the question is, what if that person dies the day he said it? Not as a judgment, but he just had a cardiac. What do they call that? Cardiac. Cardiac arrest. And the chest did like this, like this. And went off. Would that mean that the ministry that God started should end? You see that. There are people who God gives the opportunity to give, who God gives the opportunity to give. And they begin to realize that they are the source. When God begins to see that you are becoming a source, he will resist you. When God begins to see that the man of God thinks that it's only these people, this person, that person, that is the source, that man of God will be resisted. No matter what a person does, he says, what do you have that you did not receive? Have you heard that scripture before? I'll show you certain scriptures today, but I don't want to go into that right now. He says, what do you have that you did not receive? Do you know that I was sharing a story yesterday about a guy, very wealthy man, guy in Zimbabwe, who died at the age of 36 last year, with all his Rolls Royce and all his Bentleys and all his, what, Bugattis and what is that supposed to work out to? The Ferraris and all that. And left all here. Left all. Do you know what that means? It means a lot. So that chairman that says he will help you is not your source. Do you know what I said? Or that wealthy man that says, oh, I'll help you to do this, this, this. He's an instrument. Your father is not your source. He's an instrument. Some people had fathers who were very rich and the fathers died and left them. And ever since they become poor, two of us. Because they thought their father was their source. The man died. It's only the source that has eternal value. Two of us. That is why you must rearrange your brains. Do what? And reprogram your mind today that God is my source. My job, no matter how they pay me, how much it is, huge or small, is an instrument. If God moves you from Ghana to a big organization, they pay you $50,000 a month. That is an what? Instrument, not the source. One of the problems I've had is people who are moved to such kind of stage by God and then they decline doing anything even for him. Sometimes it's so strange. It shows you what the kind of orientation we've had all these years. Say, God is my source. Turn to someone and say, brother, brother, sister, God is my source. God is my source. Not, not God is my source. All others are instruments. That means that they are channels. Because God has 
How should I put it? Innumerable channels. I what? Because I don't know what to say again. <laughs> because I said, it's innumerable, okay. So, what? Uncountable channels. Or instrument through which he passes the wealth into your hands. Including a fish, like was I saying. Did you, did you hear what I said? So it's it's not just one one instrument, plenty of them. It depends on how open your uh, open minded you are to the blessings. So we are open-minded to your job. We are not open-minded to the blessing because you don't know what it is. You say, I'm blessed. How are you? Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You don't know what you are saying. You know. When you say, I'm blessed, you say, I'm a candidate for the release of God's wealth. That's what they are saying. So how are you? Say, I'm so blessed. Did you hear what I said? If you understand this, you stop talking about the fact that, you know, the kind of job I'm doing just pays 500 CDs. That's why I'm not able to give 500 CDs. That's why I'm not able to do anything. 200 CDs. You don't know, Papa. It's just 200, though. A Lego. Aziba Lagadosh. It's like I'm playing, but I'm showing you something. Two of us. You stop saying that. You stop saying that. You stop saying it. When you understand the blessing as your source. So, God is your source. I said how? Through the blessing on your life. And it's according to his riches in glory. Beyond the economies of the world. You hear what I said? Any other thing you see is a channel and I said, God has uncountable channels. In fact, we can't count. What is uncountable? It's English. I wish I had something else to say. We can't count the channels. Come on, shout glory to that one too. Who oh, heard what I just said? I want that one to sing. That's what I'm taking my time. Say, God is my source. Say, so God is my source. Through the blessings. Say, through the blessings. God is my source. Don't say I'm a shoemaker. I'll be broke till Jesus comes. I'm a shoemaker. I'll be poor. Hey, shoemaker, you might be sick anymore. Aliva asoto olikata. What did I say? I said, don't say. Did I say that? Don't think. Don't say. Say God is my source. Who heard what I just said? Say it's powerful. Anything you do is an instrument. If that organization collapses, won't you leave again? You will leave. Be standing. Because God is my source. Because the blessings is on my life. Because the blessings, it make it rich. That's why I said beginning. And no matter where you find yourself, if you see this scripture, and you've been broke for five years. And you come to realize that they're black. This one is English. Oh. It says, the khaki. 
it sparks the car. Mm. Is that what it says? Yes, sir. Or it ignites the car. What do we say? Yes, sir. Anyhow, anyhow. anyhow. You have a lot to say, so I'm swallowing all my English, two of us. But it says that the car key does what? It sparks the car. And adds no toil to it. So when you take the car key and you enter your car, you do or the other one they press, they, they push it and you just do like this. What happens? It sparks the car. Does it add sorrow to it? <laughs> so some people, like Bazana is saying, have put the the what the key and not other side and they are pushing the car spark it. Do you see that? That's the same. It's not the same statement here. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Until God says it, you wouldn't know that what makes rich is the blessing. True or false? So, the word of God makes you know. You know now. True or false? And it gives you a picture. The blessing on my life makes me rich. But now, I'm renting a two-bedroom. True or false? I have own estates. But the blessing, it makes me rich. So at the end of the day, what I'm going to realize or I want to see at the end of the day, maybe after three years, after three years, after four years, is that the blessing has really made me rich. So when the people say, oh, the guy is so broke, what I can see is riches. Maybe it has not happened that day they are saying I'm broke. Huh? What I'm seeing in the few years to come is the manufacturing or the creation of wealth around me. I'll be so wealthy that I'll lend to nations. So I'm lending to nations. Oh, hear what I just said. That. Is that not very simple? So it's the same thing. The blessing, it make it rich. In your mind, my toiling, it will make marriage. My struggle, it will make marriage. My job, it will make marriage. Then you now can now give excuse. My salary is 1,005. When will I become rich? Is that not true? My salary is five. Even those of our salary is five thousand. By the time we make the dashes, it's gone. How long will we become rich? Have I answered your question now? The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. So switch. Do what? Switch. Whatever channel the Holy Spirit decides to use, make sure you regard it as a channel, not as a source. I'm saying this by teaching by knowledge, by faith, and by experience. Because I've lived my life with that mentality. I see the word. The, that's all I see. I see the word. If you don't know this, I can dare any one of you, those of you who are not married, amen, then you tell yourself, well, I'm not working again. Tomorrow, you send your resignation letter. I'm not working again in any organization. Then you carry your bag and go and list it on the mountain. You say, I'll survive. You can try it and see. I have done it before. I said, I've done what? I've done it before. So I can dare you that, okay, tomorrow write a letter. And tell say, I'm not working in that organization again. And see what happens. I'm not saying do that. <laughs> I don't know. Did you get what I said? Yes, Master. I'm trying to tell you that 
what I'm sharing with you is not just by knowledge it's by faith in the knowledge and it's by experience you will never try that will you try it will you try that we have read so when the man says that which we have handled we are declaring I've not bought a Ferrari but I know God is my source and I've seen him as the source did you hear what I said So sometimes some of the things we share are not things that are just we are just reading the Bible to say. Before you come to that stage where you go to your parents and tell your parents, and then even go to your fiancé and tell your fiancé, don't work in any organization, just follow me. Let's all become square zero. And let's see whether that word will work or it will never work. Then you, you know that I will be an Adrian as a chim kakra. You understand? It has twisted a little bit. The mind has twisted through the scriptures. Pastor, <laughs> is that not true? Very true. So I want to say So there should be more things happening. There should be what? More things happening. From today, see God as your source. Now, what is the blessing of the Lord? What is it? What is the blessing of the Lord? Is that not powerful? Am I teaching you something, Abby? Because yes, the blessed man, the, there is something. There is something. I will show you. What is the blessing of the Lord? What is the blessing of the Lord? You know, before I go to what the blessing of the Lord is, I realize that many preachers say that many pastors have come, the holy, holy, holiness preachers, as one, one prophet would put it, that they said, oh, now many pastors, they, they like to preach prosperity. Have you ever seen that, heard that before? Yes, have you heard that before? Yes, sir. Now, these young, young boys who have come in the charismatic, they are prosperity preachers. They are uh, success preachers. They are. Who has heard that before? Lift up and let me see. Now, any pastor who says that has read quarter of the Bible. Is that true of us? Any preacher who says that, let's preach salvation. Let's preach the gospel. And this one, use it for one minute. This one, I'm saying, use it for one minute. That says, let's preach salvation. Let's preach the gospel. The gospel is not prosperity. Any preacher who says that has read what? Quarter of the whole Bible. Can I prove to you why? Can I prove to you why? Galatians chapter 3. <laughs> One day, that's why I said, when I sit down sometimes, I said, I tell myself, look, just look, look at me, all of you and look at me. Don't you see greatness? Maybe you don't see greatness. There's, a, there's an atmosphere of greatness around me. 
Some people hear me preach and they, they, when they see me, they say, ah, is it the same person who was preaching? The one preaching and the one standing is very different. <laughs> is that not true? I preach as somebody who pre-existed before the foundation of the world. They are using my age to calculate me. Is that not true? They are judging me by my age. They don't know that I pre-existed before the foundation of the world. In God. And be manifested by new birth. Come on, shout glory. Why are you confused at once? Hey. I said, no more to shout glory. My father told me, he said, Prince, what you preach is another syllabus. Shout glory. Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Quickly. Sammy, are you hearing something? So when you see a pastor, a preacher, a prophet, or a holiness preacher, or a uh, an evangelist in the office of evangelists saying, Let's preach the gospel. There is the gospel. Allegodosh. Bologodosh. Go back to this scripture. Even if he has the largest church in the world, it doesn't mean that all that he says is true. Go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Can we all read together one to go? Oh no, wait, wait. The way you are reading it is like you are tired. If you get tired, you won't get all I want to give you. I want to give you all. Then you go home and soak. Now read it. One, two, go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Read it again. One to go. I want you to read it for all those in other, the other church to listen. One to go. And the scripture, mm -hmm. foreseeing that God would justify the needing through faith, mm -hmm. preached before the gospel unto Abraham, mm -hmm. saying, mm -hmm. Indeed shall all nations be blessed. And the scripture, foreseeing, say foreseeing. That God will justify the hidden through faith. That is us. You are justified by faith. We are, we are born again. It says, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. Can you check the NIV for me or something like that? If I'll get a good translation. Preached before the gospel. Let me, let me finish with the King James. Preached before the gospel unto Abraham. Saying, in you, Abraham, shall all nations be blessed. What did they preach? What did they preach here? Oh, see there, see there. If you don't see it, you know. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heading through faith, preached before, what did they preach? The Unto who? Abraham. Who preached the gospel to Abraham? Who preached it? God himself. So the first person to ever preach the gospel before the New Testament even books began. That was the scripture foreseen. The scripture what? Foreseen. So this by the foresight of God. Knowing that the time he was going to come. That he was going to justify the Gentiles. And make them righteous. And part of his church. He preached the gospel to Abraham. God preached the gospel to Abraham. And what did he tell him? 
What was the content of the gospel he preached? In this shall all nations be blessed. The first gospel to be preached is the gospel of blessings. Preached by God to Abraham. You hear what I just said there? How can a man of God challenge me here? I said you've read, you've read quarter. When you read the fool, you come across this. Go to NIV. Are you there? Sammy, did you hear it? Galatians 3 verse 8. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance. Did you see it there? What is the gospel? All nations will be, all nations will be blessed through you. Now, who saw it there? If you have seen it, give me a wave and let me see. Is that Jim? Did you see it there? Yes, so, the first person to preach the gospel that the evangelist says we are preaching wrongly is God. Before the offices were even established. And he preached the gospel to Abraham. Did you see that? He preached the gospel to who? And the content of the gospel is in you Abraham shall all nations be blessed. That was all. That was all he preached. All nations shall be blessed through you. Is this not a powerful scripture? Who caught what I just said? So the first gospel to be preached is the gospel of blessings. When was it preached? In Genesis chapter 12 from verse 2. So this one is in reference this one, this scripture. Paul is writing this scripture in reference to Genesis chapter 12, chapter what? 12 verse 2. We'll, go, we'll come to that very soon. He was speaking that because that was when God preached that. in that Genesis when God met Abraham he preached gospel to him in Genesis chapter 12. At that time Jesus had not yet come. Had he come? At that time, the Gospels had not yet been written. That's the, the, the books. The New Testament had not yet begun. But God preached the Gospel to Abraham. Come on, shout glory. glory. What is the blessing? Who caught this one? Doug, did you catch it? Yes, sir. Is that Frida, did you catch it? So when somebody says, preach the gospel, I don't know which one they are talking about. Maybe you know which one they are talking about. Because every other thing comes through this. This, this thing. Every other thing. The church that we have today, that is not Jews. Like Israelites, Israelites. That is us. Came out of this blessing, this pronouncement. I will show you in Galatians 3 when we start studying that one. Shout glory. And any other thing that the church has, including life, righteousness, anything that we have in us in Christ came as a result of this pronouncement. Now we heard what I just said also. Shout glory to that one too. The blessing is the divine influence. Write it down. The blessing is the divine influence of the spirit. The blessings or the blessings of the Lord. 
is the divine influence of the spirit on a person or in a person. So you can do on slash in because of what I'm coming to explain. That enables the creation of wealth prosperity success etc supernaturally supernaturally the creation the manifestation the manufacturing of wealth supernaturally whoever i just said or our inheritance in christ supernaturally or our inheritance in christ supernaturally hallelujah is that not powerful who is following this powerful teaching today So there is a mechanism at work in us. Is that not true? There is what? There is a mechanism at work in us. You say in us. It was at work on them. So I said in on all. Let me explain this thing. The blessing is a divine influence of the spirit of God. It's what? A divine influence. Now, to the Old Testament person, the blessing is a divine influence of the Spirit on that person. That enables the creation or that causes or provokes, use that word, that is powerful, that provokes the creation or manifest. So that enables, the enable, you can write on top of it, provokes. It's good to have people who can write, read and write, is that not true? Maybe I have to get a translator. Inga. Namwale, namwale. Is that not true? So the blessing of the Lord is what? A divine influence. If you are writing and you can underline, underline divine influence of the spirit. Is that not powerful, Gualash? That provokes. That provokes the creation of wealth. I said, I said, there is what eternal life does to us or for us. So we can see that eternal life does this, 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 this. I have eternal life in my spirit. I have eternal life in my body. Is that not true? There is what the righteousness of God does in our spirits. There is what the blessing also does. Very important. But I said that the blessing of the Lord is a divine influence. Is what? Of the spirit. Of the spirit. That provokes the creation of wealth. And provokes the creation of prosperity. And provokes the creation of success. And others. Others you want to add. Supernaturally. So... To the Old Testament person, 
When we say, what is the blessing? Because the Old Testament, the blessings began in the garden. The blessing also was also in the Old Testament. Amen. So to the one who is Old Testament folk, if you are saying, what is the blessing from the Old Testament angle, or even Old Testament books angle and all that? We say the blessing is a divine influence of the Holy Ghost that provokes the creation of wealth and all that I mentioned supernaturally. To the Christian, is the same. But the difference is that in the New Testament, the blessing we are under is not just the blessing of the Lord. It is the Abrahamic blessing. I'll come to that. But the blessing of the Lord, let's put it that way, in the New Testament, am I, look, I'm writing a book here. The blessing of the Lord in the New Testament is that what? That what? That supernatural influence or that what? Divine influence of the Spirit that provokes the creation of wealth, the creation of success, the creation of prosperity through our inheritance in Christ Jesus. That's the New Testament definition of the blessing. To write it down. The Old Testament, man, is just like that. The New Testament why? Because the New Testament talks about our inheritance in Christ. It's in the New Testament that we are referred to as joint heirs and heirs of God. So the provocation is to provoke what? The creation of wealth through that inheritance. Did you hear what I said? Well, I didn't understand that. A lagadosh. We will come to that, don't worry. We'll come.